Support for this podcast comes from Frito-Lay in the 2023 Snack Bracket Championship. The Frito-Lay Snack Challenge is underway, and fans are voting on their favorite snacks to crown champion. We're talking about primetime matchups between the best 64 snacks in the land. Will Ruffles Ridges reign supreme? Can Doritos defend their dynasty? Or will Smart Food use their smarts for a surprise upset? Only you can decide. Get in on all the action for a chance to win up to $1,000 or a year's worth of snacks. Let your snacks be heard. Just go to Frito-LaySnackIt.SBNation.com to vote and enter for a chance to win. No purchase necessary. Sweepstakes ends April 3rd, 2023. Void but prohibited. Years worth of snacks awarded in the form of 52 coupons, each good for one bag of chips. See official rules at Frito-LaySnackIt.SBNation.com. It's the Do For Hot Takes Podcast, starring Sean Daly. I'm here to give out shit takes and do some other shit. Let's do this. Pat Smith. Uh, talk about brought back potatoes. Did you see that? Ooh, it's about time. Yeah, well, they, they should never take it away, you know? Potato famine. With Taylor Smith and Devin May. Chinese chicken. <laughs> That's a spicy meatball. Here we go. Oh, hey. What's up, guys? Let me... Let me stretch my legs, get settled back in here while I welcome you all to the Duval Hot Takes Podcast, your favorite podcast for the Jacksonville Jaguars, brought to you by Big Cat Country and SB Nation. I'm Taylor Smith. I'm your moderator for the show. I'm here with your hosts, Sean Daly. Glad to be back, Taylor. Pat Smith. Uh, is this thing on? And we can't forget facts and stats man, Devin Mabe. That's me. <laughs> man. Today is Thursday, March 18th. Last time we talked to you was over a month ago, early February. It feels like it's been forever. Missed you guys. We had a lot go down here in Jacksonville while we've been away. Uh, Let's see, Devin got coronavirus. Then I got coronavirus because we bathed together, and apparently that's a no-no. Pat gave his kidney to an orphan. Or was it you took a kidney from an orphan? I can't remember. Uh, That investigation is still pending. Ah, ah, hush, hush. Uh, Sean, what have you been up to? Anything exciting? Uh, I took a kidney from an orphan with coronavirus. (laughs) Best of both worlds, I see. (laughs) As for the Jacksonville Jaguars, there hasn't been much going on until very recently. This week, to be precise. The free agency is open for business, and the Jaguars have hit the ground running. All last year, you've heard us chirping about the massive cap space coming into this 2021 season. Well, now's the time to put that money on the table, and we already are. We have signings, we have re-signings, we have trades. Now, fair warning for you guys, I know this is releasing on Thursday, but we record in advance, so right now it's it's technically Tuesday, so we're a little early. I'm sure the story's going to get away from us, that's just the way it goes. But still, super exciting stuff. We're here, we're together, we're behind the mic for you. I know our hosts are stoked. So I will leave it to you guys to bring our audience up to speed. Uh, Sean goes first. Anything stand out so far for you this week? Oh man, everything. I got to say I'm all in on this process, man. I am I, see I'm not a part of the March mob after day 1. I was not a part of the March mob on Twitter after day 1 of free agency where the Jaguars signed a lot of lower level guys and didn't make any big splashes, you know, they didn't give out those 100 million dollar contracts, the 80 million dollar contracts. They didn't give those out like they normally have. The Jaguars over the past 10 years have spent over a billion dollars, fun fact. A 
billion dollars in free agency, and how many playoff wins is that guy in you? Oh, yeah. Oh, so oh, I, didn't I know, like. I didn't know I was having Warren. Warren uh, fucking what's his name on the show today? Uh, Warren Buffett. No, Warren Sharp. Have you seen that kid? You, you have you seen his tweet? No, I haven't. Uh, okay, well let me just reiterate what you said. Uh, Jaguars have spent 1.4 billion since 2011. There you go. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, yeah, billion dollars. Okay, so uh, all the March mobbers out there, the people that were running with uh, pitchforks and hand grenades, uh, right to Urban Meyer's house, ready to ready to blow up the whole show after literally one fucking day. You guys can all eat crow, okay? The Jaguars are making moves. We're making the right moves. We are laying foundation. We are getting guys that want to compete, that want to win. We're trying to build a culture. Yeah, that Nick Foles term. Culture. We're trying to build that culture. We're trying to eradicate a losing environment, a losing team, a losing franchise, a losing, I hate to say it, fan base, okay? We're trying to get rid of all of that. And we're trying to build something here. This isn't a correction. This isn't a Jaguars can spend their all their cap and all of a sudden they're really good. That's not happening. This team, no matter how much money we spend in free agency, no matter how many moves we make, no matter what we do, uh, I think the cap is six to eight wins, six six to nine wins year one, and that would be great. This team won one game last year. One game. We're picking first for a reason, guys. So this doesn't. We're we're not going to become good in a day. That's not how that happens. All right, it's gonna take a long time. It's gonna take uh, everybody buying into the culture that Urban Meyer's laying out. And I gotta say, we're we're getting guys that that work. We're getting guys that uh, are dogs and and want to compete and are really skilled at certain positions and certain levels of the game and have certain attributes that Urban Meyer looks for in building a team. And I'm trusting him with the keys of the franchise the same way Shad Khan is. All right? I don't like tagging Cam Robinson. I don't like that. I wish we just let Cam Robinson walk and upgrade with Trent Williams. Uh, the one the one shining jewel in this free agency uh, pool, in my opinion, is Trent Williams. He's the only elite player available. All right? And I would, li- I would have liked that. But we tagged Cam Robinson. He hasn't signed it yet, but I think he will. I love the Roy Robertson Harris signing. The guy was an absolute super sub in Chicago, and that's why we're getting him at a discount. If he would have started games for them, if he would have been like a huge instead of a rotational piece, if he would have been like uh, like a every down guy, we would have had to pay him fifty million dollars. The guy just needs snaps, and he's going to get them in Jacksonville, and he's going to live up to his number. And that's my favorite part about this philosophy that Urban Meyer's taking with make with this quantity of signings, this litany of signings, is these guys. It won't take hard for them to earn their cap number. These guys, they, they, they all they have to do is contribute, play well, grow, build a culture. It, it's, it's not going to be that hard. Julius Thomas needed to be a world beater to, to uh, live up to his contract that we gave him six, seven years ago, and he didn't play at all. Okay, and it would be, it would have been a lot easier for Julius Thomas to meet expectations at two year, uh, six million, like Chris Manhurts got. From, from Carolina, which I, that's my second favorite signing that we have. And it's everybody's least favorite signing. Everybody hates the Chris Manhurt signing, but I love it. He's a strong, tight end blocker, and that's exactly what we need. Eifert can't block a nosebleed. James O'Shaughnessy, he's he's okay, but he's not Chris Manhurts. That's all he does. This, this guy is a blocker. He's ready to go out there and crack skulls. I love that signing. I love what we're doing. We've got 13 guys. Okay, remember, this is the tampering period, so this isn't actually free agency. So nobody has put pen to paper yet. But we have 13 guys that have agreed to terms 
with the Jacksonville Jaguars that were not on the Jacksonville Jaguars last year. What does that tell you? That tells you that Urban Meyer is completely eradicating the losing culture, getting guys in here, that and that they're building something new. We're building from the ground up. And I'm begging the fan base to stay the course. Trust in Urban. This is what we got. We are along for the ride. Let Jesus take the wheel, baby. Just sit in the back seat. You know, maybe maybe uh, you, you pregame beforehand. Get a little buzz going. Get in the car and just let the car do what it does, baby. We're going to get there. It's not going to be year one. We're not going to win the Super Bowl this year, okay? We are laying the foundation, and I'm all in on this philosophy and this process and the guys that we brought in. I'm stoked. Yeah, I mean, and that's that's definitely uh, one way to look at it. I can I can tell you right now, 1 p.m. Pat was not a very pleased Pat, and this is just for <laughs> transparency. Uh, we're recording Tuesday, uh, day two virtually of of the tampering period. And uh, yeah, 1 p.m. Pat was not was not very satisfied today. I can tell you that <laughs> was pretty livid. Not not because we weren't spending money. I, I for, trust me yeah. from what we've done so far mm-hmm. uh, up until this period. I, I think we've done a, a fairly well job, uh, especially with spending money. Now, obviously, we have a ton of cap space, meaning, you know, just as Sean mentioned earlier, we could have easily signed. Uh, at least I would hope we would have easily signed a lot of big ticket guys and and big splashes. Um, but for me, the the big splashes don't really measure as much uh, because we've been burned in the past multiple times, as Sean has already alluded to. Um, the The problem for me is is position of need. That's that's I think the frustrating element that a lot of Jaguar fans can relate to is that there have been three I think glaring positions of need um, if you're not including the offensive line where I, I believe we still need depth and and I could argue that you could even use a starter or two on that offensive line but the 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 problems of need and that was cornerback that was D line and that was tight end and that's that's you can't argue that you can't argue that those were three glaring holes those were the those were the worst positions on the field last year and have been for quite some time, since 2017, have been. A tight end's been a problem for for years beyond that. So um the fact that none of those needs were were filled or or, or, or you know made made D-line's been collectively filled throughout the tampering period. Uh and cornerback wasn't filled until uh the the wee minutes of of 1 p.m. today. And tight end still hasn't been touched. Okay, it's a tight end pool. You got to look at it. if you're looking ahead. The tight end pool in in the draft very shallow, very very shallow. There's not a lot of talent in there. Plus, I I don't believe rookie tight ends translate as well. I mean, look at Hawkinson. You know, big name uh, two years ago that didn't uh, still hasn't really translated for Detroit. It takes uh, a few years for tight ends. They got to get their feet does. wet in the NFL. They got to learn the terminology. It's a it's a big jump from the collegiate exactly. level, on, especially that position. Especially exactly. you're playing too. You're like an offensive lineman that has to run out and catch passes. Exactly. So learning that speed and learning that position set, it, it's going to take time. And if there's two positions I think that are the most important, uh, and you correct me if I'm wrong, for a, for a rookie quarterback, no matter who the quarterback is, it's your left tackle. And it's your check down tight end. Those the, that's your tight end is your comfort blanket. That's the guy that's going to be there when when everything's going to shit. And you're looking for that check down. You're looking for uh, an out on a play. 
that's your guy. There is no guy there right now. Okay, we don't have a tight end available. The, the tight end room we have is is garbage, 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 garbage. I think I saw a stat today. Uh, I'll, I'll I'll shout out John Shipley because I think he's the one that sh- he dropped it. We have uh, five guys in our tight end room collectively with 26 career catches. That is dog shit. That is dog shit. That is bad, 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 bad. When you see names like Jonu Smith and Hunter Henry, I'm not a big fan of Hunter Henry personally, but when you see those big name guys getting signed off by teams with much less capital space, just happen to be the same fucking team, but with much less cap space and they're making moves, you, you, you tend to get a little irritated because, I mean, it's one thing if you don't sign a, a receiver or a running back, but a tight end is something you absolutely needed going into this free agency. And, and not seeing Jaguars make moves or, or be able to bully guys out of that, that competing sweepstakes, it, it, it could irritate you. It could make you a little mad, and I think that's warranted. Um, there's still a few names out there, but... We'll, we'll get into that as far as it goes. Um, yeah, our tight end group, all right, we have five guys, burgers, and fries. That's what we have. Okay, we've got five no, guys. five guys, no burgers, no fries, no <laughs> substance, just five guys. That's all you got. You, you're eating the cardboard. You're not eating fries. You're not eating burgers. It's just five guys. What, what will you have? You all have right. wet cardboard or you have dry cardboard? Which I, one would you like? To go contrary to you, what your belief of the whole tight end being a quarterback's best friend with the, you know, being a security blanket. I mean, cool. I think quarterback's best friend's a run game. All right. A run game. You put seven in the box. Let it him, helps. Let him exploit. Helps. Let him exploit, uh, you know, one on one matchups on the outside. And if we have, we got Chris Manhurts, all right, right, parking his fucking 248 pound body next to um, Jawan Taylor. Uh, to De- Devin, look up how much uh, Chris Manhurts weighs. I don't know if I'm way out of bounds there. He looks like he weighs 248, but uh, his big body. No, but, I think you're. I think you're shaving about forty pounds off my guy. Shaving, sh- but go on. Shaving forty pounds, Jesus. But uh, yeah, he's a monster, dude, and he's gonna be standing right next to Jawan Taylor, parked right next to his ass. All right, and making sure that Jawan Taylor doesn't get beat on 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 big time outside runs and on passing downs. Like that guy's going to be worth his weight in gold. He is going. The dirty work guys will be worth their weight in gold. I'm talking about the the Ford uh, the, the Ford signing the the Gunner. He's going to be worth a million dollars day one because he's going to do the dirty work. He's going to get out there and he's going to be happy to do it. It's because it's what we're bringing him in to do. We're bringing guys in that know their roles, that know where they're going to be, that know what they're excelling in. Urban Meyer is taking guys' skill sets and he's putting them in positions to succeed. And we haven't even played it down yet. They haven't even suited up. But I can already see with the way that he's sculpting this, like he's going to put guys in positions to succeed. And it's something that the Jacksonville Jaguars have done in a very long time they bring in guys and they just hope that that it sticks they bring in guys and just hope it sticks but urban meyer is is getting very very specific skill sets and saying i want you here philip dorsett you are going to come in on five wide receiver sets and you're gonna run to the fucking end zone all right and philip dorsett you're gonna be on every special teams down because you're gonna get down there faster than everybody else all right that's exactly what he's bringing philip dorsett in for and he knows that all right. Same with uh, God. What was what's Ford's first name? Last name Ford. Uh, it's Ford's Rudy. Rudy Ford. Rudy. All right. Rudy Ford 
is going to be, I love the first name, Rudy, just like Rudy from Notre Dame, the movie. He's a special teamer. He's, he's a 53rd guy on the roster. Rudy Ford is going to come in here, ready to ball out of control, extremely happy that the Jacksonville Jaguars prioritized him and didn't wait until June to sign him. They said, we think that you're so valuable. We want to sign you now. They're showing these guys how much it means. They're doing all their signings now. They're getting these guys that they want now. They're not going to wait till June and risk the Patriots coming in and offering $500,000 more and missing out on them. So they prioritize them. They make them feel valued, and they get them now. I love the strategy. I love it. I, I could just see that these guys have guys on their board that fit their system and fit their makeup, and they're going and getting them. Where Caldwell would just he he would just go by you know probably Mel Kiper's rankings. He would go by you know whatever uh, ESPN guy the top 100 free agents and just go like call from one down to 100 and just hope that one wants to come to Jacksonville. No no no, we're making our own board. All right, and we're going and getting our own guys that fit what we're trying to fucking build here in Jacksonville. I, dude, I, I, I can't be more pumped. It's just so different from anything we've ever done. And that's why all the fans are pissed off because it's not sexy. I don't give a fuck about sexy. I'm not trying to win fantasy football games. All right, I'm trying to win real damn football games. And I feel like the guys that we're bringing in are going to help us do that. And I love it. Yeah. Okay. Well, I mean, listen. There's there's a place for everyone. I think I and I agree with you in that aspect. Okay. Chris Manhurts, uh, by the way, two thirty five. I expected him to be a little bit thicker as a blocking tight end, but I guess I don't know. Uh, two thirty five. No, he's um, he, he's not. T- no way, dude. No way. Look at his arms, dude. His arms are twenty fours. He is six six. I mean, again, I don't know. I don't know how he's only two thirty five, but six six two thirty five. Um, but yes, I agree with you. There is a place for everyone, and I and and in folks that that are coming in. Um, Chris Manhart's he's going to serve a role. He's going to serve a role as a blocking tight end that is that is needed for any good running game. I agree with you in that aspect. But the the problem is okay. I, I, like I kind of said previously. You you can build, you can bring these guys in, you can br- again, most of these guys are role player guys, okay? They're not gonna be impact guys that we have signed so far. I think uh Rayshon Jenkins, I think he's a starter day one. I think he comes in, he starts at strong safety. I don't think that's a that's a problem. Ooh. I don't think there's there's any question about that. Yep. I think he comes in, strong safety is is an excellent box safety. From the film I've watched, the guy comes down, makes tackles in the hole, has no problem with contact, can even get out in in, in coverage if needed, okay? Um so I have no problem with that. The the problem I had, okay, again, up until the point that we get we get Shaquille Griffin um is you were working with the same starter crew, okay? You're re-signing the same guys that you had last year. And 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 I think there was a sense of panic at some point where people are looking around and saying, listen, why is Trey Herndon getting re-signed, okay? Why is Sidney Jones, although played well, okay, has a question of injury issues. How, how can he handle a long-term season? Can he handle a workload of a whole season? You know, why are these guys, Cam Robinson getting a franchise tag? What why are these guys, these pieces uh, uh that that we thought were issues last year, why are they getting re-signed and there's nothing coming in? Okay. You'll notice so you'll notice you, you all the re-signings are one year though. They're all one year. It's just a transition. Sure, sure they're one year. 
their one year. But when you see guys coming off the board and you see guys getting signed, you start to panic. You start to see, hey, well, why why is our name not involved? Why why is there no no mention of us competing with with bids? Okay, people are looking at Trent Balke and, and, and Urban Meyer, and they're asking, they're questioning, and they should rightfully question. Listen, being able to question the franchise is something a fan should be able to do. You invest your money into season oh, tickets, 100%. you invest your money into merchandise. You should be able to question the franchise 100% of the way, 100%, no matter who's yeah. running the show. Okay, 100% you should be able to question the franchise. So, yeah. if if you don't see that direction being taken, and again, it doesn't have to be in splash signings. I, for one, I think the D-line, I've I've been overly pleased with the D-line acquisitions that we have done so far. I mean, you, you look at Roy Robertson-Harris out of, out of Chicago. The guy is 6'7". He's a behemoth of a man, okay? You look at uh, Malcolm Brown out of the Saints, another bruiser that's going to come in and disrupt the the, the opposing offensive line. Um, it, it, you get a hometown favorite, former Jaguar Tyson Alualu. Okay, coming back for a second showing. Alu-alu! The guy was a monster at Pittsburgh. Okay, he was ranked top three in the NFL last year at his position. Uh, uh, He's going to come in and, and, and cause some trouble on the defense line. Listen, Taven Bryan's out of a fucking job. I can tell you that right Three, now. Four, two. If, if there's anyone who should be looking for employment right now, it is Taven Bryan. That man needs to circle ads, go go check out a local Panera. Maybe he can come in and bake the bread in the morning. You know, He's got to find something to do because that clock is ticking okay there is no room for that guy here pretty soon trust me if if this is what the free agency looks like i can almost assure you they're going to double down on the big men in the draft and 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 get more pieces in but for the time being that d-line looks monstrous big and and monstrous and if if there's anything coming uh, it's it's gonna fit again we're going to that 3-4 look on defense, okay? And I can assure you, Colin, the, the D-line guru, yep. guru that he is, he's going to make sure that, that that's going to be the shape that we're taking. And and folks, Clavon Chason is in for a hell of a year next year. Oh, yeah. Okay? If you, have any, if you take anything away from who we're taking right now, these are big men who are getting paid to get their paws on offensive linemen and move them at their will, making holes to allow stunting and allowing guys like Clavon Chason off the edge and finding homes uh, in the opposing backfield all day long. And with Chase on speed, that's all he's going to do. That man is going to eat next year. I mean, along with Josh Allen and Miles Jack and, and Schober. But Chase on is going to look night and day. That man's not sticking his hand in the dirt anymore. Uh, with these acquisitions, that is one guy I am looking forward to watch play next year. And and, and again, I, I'm... I'm I'm pleasantly pleased with the defensive line we're putting together. These guys are going to be rotational. There's not going to be any uh, a standout guy. All right, none of these guys are going to be leading in sacks. None of these guys are going to getting awards, and that's okay because that's how the system works. That's how this D line is going to work. It's going to be rotational. You're going to have fresh legs every four or five plays. That offensive line that you're going to be facing is going to be dog ass tired by the third quarter, fourth quarter, and when that hits. Those fresh legs are going to keep coming and keep coming. Dwayne Swoot also got an extension, re-signed, two years. Um, 
a decent deal. Again, not overspending in that aspect. Uh, he led in sacks for five points and a half, you know. Smooth daddy. If that means anything on a one in 15 team. But I believe he's going to he's gonna help dominate that defensive line as well. I, I can't wait. The D-line is exciting. I can't honestly. That's, that's what I'm looking forward to the most. Dude. It goes to my point, bro. Bringing in these D linemen is only putting in our our positionless defensive ends finally in the right position. Josh Allen will finally be in the right position. Clavon Chason will finally be in the right position. The position they were built for, which is a outside linebacker in a 3-4 pass rusher, a TJ Watt, uh, Vaughn Miller. I mean, the list goes on and on. These guys are built for that position. Look at their body type. Look at their skill set. That's exactly where they're going to succeed. Urban Meyer sees that. Joe Cullen sees that, so they say, hey, let's get nasty big dogs to put their hands in the dirt, and let's get these guys out making plays on third down. And that's exactly what, so Josh Allen's going to have to show me a little bit in coverage. Clavon Jason's going to have to show me a little bit in coverage. That'll come with time, but really what we want them to do is rush a damn passer. And in order to get there, we need guys that are going to stop the run. Roy Robertson-Harris. First off, uh, he's really coming at my Joe Giles Harris, uh, uh, you know, law firm vibes. And uh, I got to say, I'm willing to hand over the keys to the law firm to Roy Robertson-Harris because I don't think Joe Giles Harris is going to be walking through that door. But uh, yeah. I mean, so, listen, 1v1, 1v1, <laughs> that guy's got him beat all day long. I mean, the guy can beat him yeah, blindfolded. Hurt, so. hurt. But uh, Roy Robertson-Harris, Tyson Alulu, uh Dewan Smoot, all right, uh, you know, we've got guy Devon Hamilton. Don't forget about Devon fucking Hamilton. All right, we've got guys. Oh, yeah, I haven't. We've got haven't. Devon Hamilton, too. We've got guys that are going to eat up blocks, that are going to stop the run, and the Jaguars are going to stop being uh, – people are going to stop running down our throats, and quarterbacks aren't going to have all day. Jaguars' defense is a lot better today than they were two days ago, and I freaking love it, dude. Putting guys in position to succeed. You know what we're doing? We are building the Jaggernaut. Hashtag Jaggernaut, baby. I'm so pumped, dude. We're going to be a perennial winner. It'll be about time because, listen, this this defense has been suspect at best. In the last couple years, you've lost a lot of momentum since 2017. There is no... I mean, people people that were unheard of last year were having career days against you as running backs, okay? I.e. Joe Mixon out there making making milestones on you, you know? I mean, there, there was... There was a a time. It's been a dark, dark time for David this defense, Johnson uh, the last couple of years. So to to bring in these guys and again, and you're getting these guys for for deals, man, deals. I don't think you've spent you, you haven't gotten uh you haven't spent a lot of money on any of these guys that you've brought in on this defensive line so far. Um and and that's going to change. That is going to change the the momentum. It's going to get these guys around them to play better. They can only benefit between Josh Allen, Chase on, and Jack. And Schobert. I mean, they're only going to benefit from these pieces getting put in, so that these big ticket guys that you do have on defense will will end up eating and, and doing a lot lot of good in the, in the coming year. Um, I mentioned that you know corner was a big thing, a huge huge item that we needed to address, uh, and and we did. Um, you know, you you look at Shaquille Griffin, a uh, huge number one corner at, at Seattle. I mean, big playmaker. The guy can play pressed up. The guy can play out in zone. He's going to be a game changer you, with with CJ Henderson Solid. on the other side. Solid. The, this guy, he's going to come into his second year. 
you know, he's going to have the support on the other side because, again, last year it was uh, we were we were playing musical chairs between Sidney Jones and Trey Herndon and and trying to figure out who's going to play on the outside somewhere else. Uh, Luke you Barku, know, we, don't you Luke don't Barcou. you forget about Luke, Luke Barku. Uh, all three yeah. snaps that Luke Barku had last year, you know? <laughs> oh, you son of a bitch. So the Barcuda triangle was open for like two hours, and then that was it. That was the end of it. Oh, um, no. I can't wait till he goes somewhere and just fucking goes off. I'm just going to flip my nose at everybody. Still need, you still need a slot corner. I think, I think, uh, I think Sidney Jones can no, play. No, trick a or tray, baby. I think Sidney Jones can Put play inside, inside a little bit. I think it just boils down to. Uh, between Sidney Jones and, and and Trey Herndon, I'm I'm taking Sidney Jones. The guy's coverage is phenomenal. I think he can play inside a lot better than Trey Herndon. Um, I think he's a lot smarter as well and physical. So I would give it to Sidney Jones uh, for the time being. But I again the the idea of his his physical um, if his physical self can, can can keep up for a whole year is that's the only question. I don't know if he's the guy's pretty much made out of glass, man. It, it's it's gonna suck to see him get hurt again. So. Hopefully, there's still a slot corner signee somewhere in the future. And then to the back end of the secondary, uh, as I mentioned earlier, um, Rayshon Jenkins, the guy's a stud. If you haven't looked at tape from him, he's over in San, uh, San Diego. He was over at L.A. Um, for the Chargers. Great box safety. The guy tackles sure up, plays out in coverage. I'm pumped. The defense is slowly trending to where I want it to be. It is. It is because yeah. I've we I mean you and I have been banging the hammer for three four Boom. defense for the Boom. last two years now okay and finally the changes are starting to be done you're starting to see it yeah, coming fruition right. and I, and I'm really pumped to see that happen day one I still think we need two more pieces somewhere another two vets somewhere um may, maybe even an additional edger uh to to come off the side but uh I, we're we're trending in the right direction for that and I I think I think so um. So, you know, Urban Meyer, big, big special teams guy, loves special teams, believes that it takes a special guy to play special teams, you know? That's where it starts. The Rudy Ford guy you mentioned, I don't know if you've watched uh, any film on him recently. Have you Have you seen anything on him? Yeah, he's fast. Oh, my God. Yeah. Oh, my God. He's the real guy, fast, man. He's real fast. The, that's the what, guy, that's yeah, what speed Urban kills. Likes. Speed kills, boys. And 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 this guy is a speed yeah. demon. That's it. I mean, the the ball doesn't have enough time to hit the ground. When he, and I'm speaking on, on his on his play as a as a gunner on punt on punt coverage. Um, the guy clears sixty yards in like six seconds. I mean, it is it is crazy to watch, and he's getting double covered. Okay, he's 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 making moves, he's avoiding contact, he's he's making people miss and getting downfield. I I'm excited to watch him, and and now you have him and Chris Claybrooks and Andrew Wingard all playing on special teams. I think those are three for and Jamal Agnew and Jamal yeah, Agnew. Yes, Jamal Agnew. Jamal too. Agnew is going to be your return yeah. guy. You're finally getting a solidified return guy and Dorsett, Philip Dorsett too. I'm t- special teams everywhere, speed everywhere. I love it. Yeah, I feel like we're getting a little caught up with defense. Let's touch on offense real quick before we go. Okay, all right. Okay. One big offensive signing, Mar- Marvin Jones. Marvin Jones, give me your take. I love the contract. Marvin Jones is going to be receiver four on this team, and that's okay. No, and that's okay. No, he's going to be no, receiver no, no. four on this team, and that's because no. he's going to be following. He's going to be following DJ Chark. He's going to be following Colin Johnson. Is going to be following Lavisca Chenault. 
It will you be think receiver Colin Johnson four. beats out Marvin Jones? No way. I, I want that. Colin I think Johnson, Colin Johnson is going is to be Trevor Lawrence's favorite target. You think so? I'm telling you right now. DJ Chark, DJ Chark will get you the yards. Colin Johnson's going to get you the touchdown. I feel like you're it's, undervaluing. That's, that's how it's going to be. You're undervaluing uh, Marvin Jones's um, his uh, aptitude in Daryl Bevel's uh, Darren Bevel's system. I feel like you don't understand. Yes, that. he does profit in that. Trevor is he going to lean that on Marvin Jones. I agree Jones. with you with that. Trevor's going to lean on Marvin Jones. Like he's going to be like Marvin. Like okay, so in Detroit, this is how this went, or like okay, so this is where this is where Daryl wants you to be. This is where okay, he's going to be Marvin Jones is going to be the captain in the huddle. I think he might wear the C on his chest just just because yeah. of how important it's going to be for him to teach everybody the terminology of the offense. That's what that's what I was talking about on, on our chat with coordinators like coordinators always bring in guys and Colin Joe, Joe Colin just traded for one of his guys right is it didn't Malcolm Brown didn't he come from uh where he come from Ravens right no Malcolm Brown came from the Saints no uh, you, he you got took, a Ravens uh, guy though uh, yeah, yeah no, no no he got a uh he got Jihad Ward Jihad Ward oh Jihad Ward yeah Defensive and, so that that's that's gonna be his guy they bring in their guys Daryl Bevel has brought in Marvin Jones now. All right. And now these guys are going to be the swamis that are going to be teaching all of our young cats the the system and everything. And I think Marvin Jones is going to be a huge part of the job. I think Jack, uh, Marvin Jones is going to be planted at uh, the Y position. DJ Chark at X. Uh, Colin Johnson's going to be your situational red zone guy. And uh, and and Visca is going to be your playmaker. I would have loved Curtis Samuel, man. I'm I'm still hurting about it. I understand Marvin Jones' connection to Daryl Bevel and, and how much that means to the offense. And so that's and I love the the contract. The contract is nothing. We got Marvin Jones for a steal. That is a steal. He was like the sixth wide receiver on the market, and we got him for two years, fourteen million. That's a freaking steal, dude. I'm loving all these deals. No cap numbers above six. Even Shaquille Griffin, his his cap number this year is one. Well, yeah, that's that's for just this the year. biggest I signing. Mean, you, you're gonna you're gonna be catching about yeah. You're gonna be catching about you know twenty million for the next two years. I mean, there's about two two million incentive, but with an option to cut after the second year. I just love the I love Balky is is putting it together, dude. I'm super positive. I like Marvin Jones. I like the signing. I mean, I don't love it. I would have loved Curtis Samuel, but I understand with the connection to Bevel and how much that's gonna mean to the offense. So I'm cool with it. I'm super cool with it. Uh, no matter what the Jaguars do rest of the way, I think it's been a really good start to the offseason, and uh, I think the draft is going to be even bigger than that. Like, look, dude, we have 10 draft picks now. I think we lost one with the trade with uh, Malcolm Brown. But, uh, yeah, so we've nothing, got 10. Nothing official on Malcolm Brown yet, but I assume it's probably a later pick. You're, you're looking it's maybe fourth fifth, or fifth. Probably fifth or sixth, yeah. yeah. But so we're going to have 10 picks uh, if we take them all. So that's 10 more guys that we're bringing in on top of these 13 new guys. So that's 23 right there without even uh, bringing in undrafted rookies, without bringing in uh, the rest of the free agents, that you're already at, at almost half, more than 53. So he's going to bring keep guys. Guys on these one-year deals, he's going to keep Trey Herndon just because he doesn't want to overhaul the whole roster. You know what I mean? You got to have some semblance of something. No, that no, was no. There. I, and that makes yeah. that makes sense now. Obviously, I mean, now you're looking back. Hindsight's twenty twenty, and, and you can see that there was there is plays in, in motion uh, to to fill those voids with vets with with free agency, and that's fine. That's fine now that you finally see it come into fruition. I mean, obviously, again. You know, pre pre one p.m. today, 
I think I speak on the better part of, of a lot of Jaguar fans. You, you were shaking a little bit. You were a little bit concerned, and as you should Crazy, have been. Crazy, rabid, uh, rabid I mean, fan base. You, you guys are just monstrous. Well, they are, and, and they, as they should be, okay? This this is a very passionate fan base. This is a passionate. This is a fan base that's been jerked around for decades now, okay? And, and to have a little, you know, to be a little pissed off is okay when you don't see things going the way th- that they were promised to you, that you were expected to have a, a rebuild, uh, a, a new foundation, a new, and although you are doing that in a sense with the multiple players that you're bringing in that share your your mental, your your you know your ideal ideals of running a football team, but you want. I mean, again, <laughs> tight end is still glaring you in the fucking face right now. You know that's. It, I think everyone's a little bit concerned in that aspect, as they should be. Okay, in moving forward, because if you don't get a tight end out of free agency, and again, it's only day two. Okay, plenty. There are a few names out there still available. Gerald Everett is one of them. Uh, you know, we tossed around Rudolph earlier, and there was another one that's 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 losing me. I think in Joku, someone someone's out show. there. I do not want Kyle Rudolph now. I don't. I don't want Kyle Rudolph because we we got my I got we got my block and tight end and in, in, uh, Chris. Manor. Well, I'm glad I'm and I'm glad that you and I can share that that sentiment now. So that's good. That's good that we're on the same page, but. Um, tight end is still a glaring, glaring problem. Um, I think receiver-wise, you're looking great. You could even add another receiver if you wanted to. Um, I, I'm almost positive D.D. Westbrook's not coming back. Chris Conley's most likely not coming back. And and Keelan Cole now is, is almost bubble territory. I'm not sure what Keelan Cole's going to look like um, and, and moving forward. All, all of those guys are on contract years. Um, you know, I you, told you, Keelan Cole's going to end up on the Steelers, bro. You watch. Well, He's and, and, and he, he most likely will. I mean, Keelan Cole is probably already feeling out the room right now and realizing his playtime is is getting very limited. Um, I I don't believe he's out yet. I think for sure, Didi and Conley are out easy. Um, and, but I I think you obviously are going to draft a receiver. That's that's a given. And because the the receiver draft class is so deep, is so filthy with with talent uh, this year, uh, you, you're going to be spoiled for choice at receiver, even after the top three are gone. Um, but tight end, tight end, tight end, tight end. I can't emphasize this enough. Tight end, tight end needs to be addressed. You need to have a vet presence, a vet catching tight end. You need to get someone in that door. It doesn't have to be flashy. It doesn't have to be insane. At this point, I'll take anyone. There's 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 word of, of Zach Ertz being shopped around. Uh, you got to get someone in the door. From what I can understand, the contracts have been good. So no matter what tight end you bring in, I don't believe you overspend on a tight end. That's obviously not the philosophy this year. Whatever you spend, you're going to get your money's worth, and, and that has to be addressed. The tight end has to be addressed. And if anything else, maybe some O-line depth. I don't know if you saw earlier today, but... Um, Rodney Hudson. Yeah, the Raiders The Raiders caught Rodney Hudson out of the blue. I mean, they must have caught this guy with meth or something in his locker because they're eating $15.5 million And in now everybody space. wants to bump... Everybody wants to bump Linder to right guard and bring him in. Linder's been a top five center for the Jacksonville Jaguars sure, quietly. He's for the, a for natural, his whole he's and a natural right him. guard. He's a natural right guard. And yeah. I got to be honest with you, naturally speaking, uh, AJ Can ain't worth the fucking cleats that he wears on Sunday. Oh, I agree. Okay, that's so number one. You got to get Can I've out. I've been looking get for Can a reason. 
to kick can to the curb uh, for for years now. And now I have a, a, a the can up the road. Am I right? I I have a justifiable reason uh, of doing so. Okay, I now. We don't have to cut AJ Can per se because I don't think AJ Can carries a lot of cap space anyway. It gives you an element of depth because on this offensive line right now, you so far only have Richardson and and Tyler Shatley, which I'm okay with. I think they're both great depth guys. I have no problem with either one. But uh, there have been Barch, bud. Ben Barch. Ben Barch. Yeah, yeah. I don't. I still don't recognize Ben Barch on this team. I I don't even I don't even <laughs> know that he exists right now okay ben barch i'm a non-ben barch believer okay um (laughs) but i think i think man that is that is a play he's because the only reason i say that is is right now with the dead cap the raider raiders still owe him money this year they owe they owe hudson money this year okay and you're talking about a top two top top center in the nfl he's getting paid this year out of the raiders pocket so you don't gotta pay much for this year Maybe you tack on an additional two years. You bring him in. The guy's got plenty of football left. I think he's a phenomenal center. And if if anything, he'll anchor that offensive line. He'll give you that vet, you know, uh, uh, guidance on that offensive line uh, that I think is lacking tremendously. You get rid of AJ Can. You put Linder in a in a for sure position. And hey, man, I mean, again, I know you wanted Trent Williams. I get it. Maybe we see this as a uh, consolation package. Trent Williams today. Uh, the the 49ers have rolled out. I don't think you ever answered me back when I asked you. The the 49ers kind of showed their hand. Uh, four years at uh, at 80 million. So do you do you match that? Do you do you push more than that, or do you what do you do with that? If you're if you're I calling do, the shot, if I can get draft capital in exchange for tagging and trading Cam Robinson, if I can tag and trade Cam Robinson for some kind of fourth round pick or something to to make up for what I lost in Malcolm Brown or something like that, then yeah, absolutely. But if I'm just gonna let Cam walk and I'm gonna sign Trent Williams to four years, eighty million, that hurts. But uh, but I, I want Trent Williams really. I mean, but back the Brinks truck up because uh, Trevor Lawrence is our franchise and. Um, and we we got to do whatever it takes to to protect him. So if if it's four years eighty million, it's four years eighty million. Or if you think it's Cam well, it's Robinson, not. It's not. It's, it's not. It's not four years eighty million. That's what the 49ers are offering. Yeah. You need to come in higher. Yeah. So you're looking at maybe four years ninety ninety five, maybe even a hundred to get. We offer the same Trent contract Williams. as the 49ers do, but we don't have a state tax. Boom. There you go. Four years eighty million. No 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 really no no. Like, that's not how it works. That's yeah. not how it works, Boom, Sean. Baby. What what Boom, what guy? Baby. Yeah, what, buddy. You know you know why? Yeah, buddy. You know why you lost you know why you lost John U. Smith and Hunter Henry? Because you probably played that same tactic. You probably said, Hey listen I, man, I'll give you the same thing him. the Patriots we are giving you. We didn't want him to begin with. Those guys are no, overpriced. That's okay bullshit. and they're you not that uh, no I didn't want them. I didn't want either of them. No Nah, nah, you whatever. got bullied. Hey, the give me Patriots one name. Bullied you out of both those picks. We're up against the clock. We're up against the clock. Give me one name. Who you want? You want Gerald Everett? One, one name. One guy. If the Jaguars only sign one more guy, who is it? Yes, I need Gerald Everett. Gerald Everett. That's who you want. I got a name I need, for you. I need. Go ahead. I got a name for you. Keanu Neal, dude. That's who I want, bro. I want him bad. I want him bad. Free safety, dude. Florida. Stud, he got hurt last year. He's had some injury problems. I'm telling you, this guy is an all pro, and he, he'll come together yeah. back in the state where he's from. I, I'm telling you, 
Keanu Neal, Rayshon Jenkins. I don't, like, I don't like his injury. I don't like his. I don't like his short list of of history and it, and most of its injury. I don't like that. Okay. Right. Keanu Neal. Keanu Neal when he's healthy. Okay. And we're, we're, we're yeah. you know uh, the Jacksonville Jaguars. You know we're, we're gonna putting together a staff of of really good like. What was it? What's the strength and condi- no, 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 no. What's what was the term? Oh, sports performance. We're known for our sports performance coaches in uh, Jacksonville. <laughs> so we will get Keanu Neal uh, uh, performing sports in the best way possible. Yeah. Give so me, give me, give great. me another name. That didn't. I, I want. That Keanu didn't really Neal. splash for me. Give me another name. You got a second one? Oh, dude, I, I really, I really want Keanu Neal badly, bro. Anthony Harris from Baltimore makes a lot of sense. Uh, but I, I would love Keanu Neal. It would, that would, mwah, 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 mwah. and I, just give me, give me any fucking right guard. Just give me any right guard. I don't anyone that's not named AJ Can. Give me the the hundred ninetieth uh, rated right guard on PFF, just so that I don't have to watch the AJ Can show. Run it back. Uh, for a fucking yeah. fourth year. Hey, listen, before we go, one last note. You thought we were going to leave you out of it. We're not. Carlos Hyde, you still owe us some fucking money from the last time you played for us. If you think if you think your dog ass can come on this team uh, for a second <laughs> time and you and you fuck around some more, you got another thing coming for you. I I know that you can play football still. I watched you in Seattle last year, you piece of shit. You fucking ran up and down the field, 50-yard touchdown. I know what you can. You can still play ball. You were you were jerking us around to come to Jacksonville to sit on the beach and drink Bud Light for fucking seven weeks. Fuck you. You come back on this team. You better show you better show me some goddamn effort this year, Carlos Hyde. Okay. Dr. Jekyll. Ho- All right. Hopefully he doesn't have to do much, man, uh, well, because I think well, that solidifies James Robinson not, as a franchise Hopefully not, because I'll tell you what, the, this is the kind of guy who's who's tying his shoes and the bill might be too high for him, you know? So hopefully we don't ask for much out of him because I don't want him to feel too much pressure at his role as a running back in the in the NFL. So, yeah, don't worry about that, but I wasn't going to leave you out of this. You were you were the last man to talk about tonight, but we were made sure I touched you for sure. I I wanted to make sure we got that. Yeah, you can't hide from us. Thanks, Sean. Just <laughs> Just killed all the momentum. We end on we end on the worst pun ever. It ends the podcast. The pun cast. What a fucking loser. Yep, ending with a bang. Thanks to Sean. <laughs> all right, ladies and gentlemen, that's it for this episode of the Duval Hot Takes podcast. Uh, I'm Taylor Smith, moderator. Uh, I have been Sean Daly, and I will also be Sean Daly moving forward. Uh, Pat Smith, I, if you guys hit me up on Twitter, I've enjoyed the back and forth. Uh, give me your takes. You know, I want to hear you guys. Give me, give me ideas. Uh, give me some grades. Let me know what your highs, lows are. What do you want moving forward? Um, it, it's been a fun two days, and, I, and I'm looking forward to the rest of it. Devin made facts and stats. Pat, I couldn't have said it better myself. You're absolutely right. Uh, hit us up with your takes on our Twitter at Duval Hot Takes. As we mentioned at the start of the show, we recorded on Tuesday, so things have already changed. You can expect to hear more from us very soon. Uh, We will see you again. The podcast is starting back up. So as we get more free agency news, as the draft draws ever closer, you'll be hearing a little more from us. So stay tuned. Peace.